thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, featuring actionable tips from real people with real stories about real food. This show is presented by Primal Health Coach Helen Marshall, who empowers other paleo-loving, thermomix-owning mums to start a sustainable, faff-free business of their own with the Primalista License. The Primalista License brings primal alternatives to the foods we love to our communities, making primal living more doable with less falling off the wagon. The Primalista License is available at www.primalalternative.com. And now, introducing your host, Helen Marshall. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm joined by New Zealand-born Helen Baker. Helen found herself gaining weight gradually from her 20s, even though she was following various low-fat diets. The diets didn't work, and Helen found herself at over 100 kilos in weight. Luckily, in 2015, a doctor broke the established rules and gave Helen a what-to-eat food list, which was predominantly paleo, although it wasn't called that. Since then, Helen has lost over 40 kilos and found love with a primal partner who also lost 60 kilos on his primal journey. He introduced Helen to Mark Staley Apple and they developed their primal knowledge around the body, hormones, health, nutrition and weight loss. In 2016, they joined together to form Primal Flavors, selling homemade beef jerky and sugar-free healthy treats to their communities. Welcome to the show, Helen. Thank you. It's uh, lovely to be here. Never been interviewed before. Always a first time for everything. <laughs> That's true. That's always good. <laughs> good on you. So I think what I'd like to start today with, Helen, is just let's look at the pre-primal part of your life um, and tell me a little bit about you know your experience with all those low-fat diets. Oh, it was one of those um, always checking everything that it had low fat. You know, I, I never even looked at sugar because, you know, nobody ever said that. It was always, you know, fat was unhealthy. So I, I cut all the fat off meat and uh, low fat yogurts, low fat cheeses, basically all the boring stuff. I was also, um, I've always been uh, gluten intolerant. So I, I, was always looking for alternatives for alternative um, pastas and things like that. So I love my pasta. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I was um, always looking for that. I was always cooking. But it seemed that no matter what I did, um, uh, the weight just never shifted, just kept creeping on and creeping on. And I suppose uh, having a glass or two of wine most nights probably didn't help. But, um, yeah, it, it didn't just – the weight never seemed to budge. I joined gyms, and um, at one stage I did lose a bit of weight, but it came back quite quickly as soon as I stopped going to the gym. Um, I did a lot of walking, and it just still never seemed to um, never seemed to change. So um, you mentioned yeah, Just that, over the years. Yeah, right. And you mentioned there that you're gluten intolerant. How did you find that out? Um, I just kept getting very ill. Um, one of the diets I tried because um, I was going to the gym and I was doing bodybuilding 
and powerlifting, and they're like lots of carbs, lots of carbs, have pasta for breakfast and pasta for lunch, and, you know, you've got a carb load before you work out. And I found I was just getting very ill. Um, my joints were really achy. I was very bloated. Did not want to be in the same room with me when I um, let loose, you might say, from the lottery. <laughs> Even my dogs would get up and look at me and leave the room. And dogs, um, I was just dogs very do pretty mean farts themselves, don't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a bulldog at that time, and he would just give me the filthiest of looks. And, um, yeah, so I, I just um, – I, I eventually just kind of um, was talking to my mum about it, and she said, oh, have you tried going gluten-free? She said, because I've always been sort of sensitive. I was um, mid-20s at this time. Mm-hmm. And um, so I decided I would try and actually do what my mum said for once. And um, go gluten-free. And after about three weeks, I found that a lot of my symptoms had subsided. A lot of the aches and pains had subsided. Um, I wasn't feeling bloated. My energy had come back. I wasn't headachy. So from that point on, I just I cut gluten right out. I didn't uh, wasn't a hundred percent, and I didn't think I was celiac. I could tolerate small amounts, you know, a piece of toast here, a bit of fruit bread there. But mostly I um, just cut out all the pastas and things. And miraculously, I lost about five kilos. Yeah, right. Just from cutting out, just from cutting out the, the gluten, which in turn happened to be wheat. I cut wheat out. And um, so I sort of stayed gluten-free from that point on. And whenever I did eat wheat after that, I became more and more sensitive to it. Um, a few years ago, About three or four years ago, I was tested for celiac. Um, I'm not a celiac. I just um, am very sensitive to gluten and probably the um, the proteins that are in wheat uh, probably upset me. Yeah, right. um, When you first went gluten free, did you find that that was easy? Oh God, no! It was really hard. I had to give up bread. Oh, I had to give up wheat mix. I had to give up cornflakes. I had to give up pasta, you know, a lot of bread, toast, fruit bread, fruit muffins, cakes, biscuits. Basically, you name it, it had wheat in it. Yeah, and, and so. that's just in the normal places. You know, I, I was surprised to find uh, gluten in my low-fat ice cream. What was it doing in there? Yeah, um, I never, I never really – understood where it was from and there were a lot of things that were still upsetting my stomach and I didn't realize that um, just the maltodextrin and the emulsifiers and those sorts of things and in a lot of lollies they use gluten syrup which uh, yeah so a lot of sweets and things I was eating I really didn't realize that they were still putting um, a tin food a lot of tin food and powdered food so I was still eating those and uh, probably was why I was still not well and why I was still gaining weight because I just didn't realise that it was in everything. Yeah, not just yeah, just the usual places you would find it, like your wheat mix and your bread and your cookies and your cakes and that kind of thing. It, oh, it is malt, um, malt, malt that they put on cornflakes, mm. the malt powder that they sprinkle on cornflakes to sweeten the cornflakes. Mm. Malt is made from um, barley and barley or rye, I think it is, one of those, that I was sensitive to. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's used in a lot of – I've got the gluten in, yeah. Yeah, 
No, and uh, so that was still upsetting my stomach. So, and uh, at that time, you know, 25, 30 years ago, you really didn't get a lot of gluten free stuff. And what was gluten free was very expensive. So, but, you, um, so I did a lot of experiments. Sorry, Helen, what did you eat instead what, then? Like, because what else was there to eat for breakfast other than your cornflakes and your wheat? Um, I went to making a lot of my own foods from potato flours and um, the maize flours and looking for gluten-free stuff. I went to um, more eating um, nuts, a lot of nuts, mm-hmm. um, a lot of um, probably bacon, eggs and vegetables more for breakfast, mm. um, grain-free mueslis, um, yogurts, a lot of yogurts, grain-free mueslis. Mm-hmm. Ones, um, a lot of fruit. I substituted a lot of fruit, which probably contributed to a lot of the weight gain, the the fruit sugars. Mm. Um, I used to eat a lot of bananas, uh, banana smoothies, fruit smoothies, vegetable juices, that sort of thing, a lot of the sweeter sweeter stuff. So, other than... uh, Making, making, sorry. No, you go. (laughs) Um, I made a lot of um, gluten-free um, breads, more flatbread type things, mm. and had those sort of had that. And, and other than um, other than I, generally feeling ill and bloated and you know sore joints and headaches, did you find that those symptoms subsided after you'd gone gluten-free? To the for the majority part, yeah, yeah, I was still um, uh, the. I'm still um, at that stage diagnosed with a uh, like rheumatoid arthritis because of all the, the joint pains and aches and the swellings that I had around my joints. Um, I found with going gluten free, a lot of that subsided, but I still had um, bouts of that, and I never never connected it. I do connect now in hindsight. Never connected it to the foods that I was eating. I was probably still getting gluten and wheat from associated foods from eating packet gravies and um, tin food. I ate a lot of tin food at that time and uh, was probably still getting the gluten there, just didn't realise it, that it was still causing problems with my system and probably still contributing to the weight gain. So even though you'd gone gluten-free and you were eating, you know, more of your veggies, more eggs and, and bacon and that kind of thing, your, your weight still continued to, to creep up. Yeah, it never really sort of went down. It just kept creeping on. It would go down a little bit. I'd go really strict. I'd eat what I called rabbit food. That was all I was eating, you know, salad, um, cold chicken, chicken breast, steamed chicken, steamed vegetables with no butter, no sauces, no nothing. And I'd last maybe three or four weeks before I'd just be bored silly mm. and I'd start eating cheese again and milk and because cheese and milk and cheese has always been a, a big thing of mine I love my cheese mm-hmm. and um, cream sauces and mayonnaises and I'd always end up back on eating those even though I was always looking for the low fat you know the 99% fat free not realizing that uh, those were actually higher in sugar to give them the same flavor yeah, well, with that, and, fact, uh, there's a but, lot of taste. Uh, there's a lot of taste lacking. So, do you feel that even though you, in your head you were you were seeking a low fat diet, after three or four weeks, your body kind of like forced you into finding fat in the in the food? Yeah, 
Yeah, I would suddenly be wanting, I'd be craving bacon, I'd be craving cheese, I'd be craving chocolate, I'd be craving anything, you know, fatty, the, the meat fat. I've always been a, a big meat fat lover. And I was always tears, almost having to cut the fat off and throw it away. And I would end up going back and having, you know, a big juicy steak or a, a nice piece of pork roast with crackle and, and that sort of stuff. Or a nice um, cheese sauce. Yeah, cheese sauce, a cauliflower, you know, a plain white cheese sauce cauliflower bake would be one of my go-to comfort foods. Delicious. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Not oh, yeah. Not in a primal, oh, yeah. primal way of eating, so it all worked out. Oh. So in, oh, yeah. in 2015, what what drove you to um, to the doctor's? And, and, you know, when you gave me your what to eat list, yeah. like, what happened there? I got – I had started getting a lot of uh, medical problems. I had um, fallen over several times um, and sprained an ankle. I pulled tendons in my foot. This was all in pursuit of my trying to get fit and going walking every day. Mm. I actually ended up injuring myself. Um, I also got tendonitis in one arm just from – general overuse age, I suppose. Um, and I was getting a lot of colds. I was getting a lot of fluy type things. I was just feeling very blurg. And I, so I went to my doctor for my annual general checkup and she basically said, well, how would you like to be able to go on a, a diet that would allow you to eat you know, fat that would allow you to have cheese and eggs and bacon and those sorts of things. And I basically just sat there with my jaw on the floor and said, seriously, <laughs> I'd be able to eat these things and cream, have cream in my coffee and, you know, you know, a dollop of cream and have, oh, just bacon oh, and <laughs> cheese and nuts and all the things I love pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds, you know, all those cashew nuts, macadamia nuts, Brazils, and um, not have to worry about eating vegetables. Although she said, yeah, you've got to have your veggies as well. Yeah. But I could have them with cheese sauce or I could put butter on them. And I was like, seriously? <laughs> and I'm, I'm just looking at her and she's looking at me and she's going, yeah, just give it a try. Just give it a try for four weeks and see how you go. And I just went home and just went, oh, oh. <laughs> this is my kind of diet. And uh, pretty much from that point on, I started eating that way. I did sort of briefly look into paleo and realized that that's probably what I was eating. Um, I was still eating grains at that stage, my gluten-free, because I'd found a couple of really good gluten-free brands of bread. So I was still eating the, the grain breads. But I basically was making a seed and nut granola that I was mixing with yogurt and milk for breakfast with banana. Um, I was having cold meats and salads with mayonnaises and cheese for lunches. And I was making a lot of um, very uh, meat-based, veggie-based uh, soups and stews that I was eating a lot of just using my slow cooker. Perfect. And... Um, really putting in um, cream cheese and sour cream and um, that sort of stuff, not skimming the fat off the top of my soups and stews when I was boiling the bones, mm -hmm. um, leaving the bones in longer so that they were creating more of a bone broth. Um, and just I didn't realize that, that that's what I was doing at the time, but I was leaving them in longer, wasn't skimming the fat off the top so much, and I was adding a lot of sour cream. 
Definitely. That's another one of my favourites. Right. And yeah, making of, a lot of. Uh, yeah, and the, the sour cream is full of the, the great um, probiotics as well. You know, same. Probiotics, I didn't realise that. I was, I took to eating and I wasn't eating, the, I was before then eating the high sugar fruit yogurts. Mm. I moved to eating just the more Greek yogurt and adding fresh fruit myself rather than, than all the additives. Mm-hmm. Um, that was. Yeah, and the weight just started dropping off, literally dropping off me. Um, I lost 10 kilos in about six weeks. Wow. Just very quickly. It it just literally poured off me. I was absolutely stunned at the way it was coming off those first weeks. And doesn't it just make so much sense? Because, you know, you're very intuitive um, to what you want to eat, you know, and you, you... You've always had cravings, and although you've tried to resist those cravings, the, you know your body's managed to yeah. talk sense to you, and you've managed to get those foods in the end. But is it what a relief it must have been! Like, hallelujah, oh, it was a moment to actually it, be able to enjoy this tasty was, food. Um, and I was, I got a lot of energy back as well. Yeah. So I, I found that I suddenly had a lot more energy. And so that I was actually motivated to do it because I had the energy, and I found. Um, I I was before that time um, very sluggish, so I was more. I called myself a night owl. Mm. I was working afternoons, and I chose to work afternoons because I thought I was a night owl. Mm. So I was working late, eating late, and going to bed late. And I gradually found I was waking up earlier and earlier. Mm. So my my actual um, sleeping cycle changed a lot, and I started going to yoga. In the mornings, I figured I didn't want to join a gym. I was fat. I was overweight. I was unfit. But a local yoga place had a deal on. So I bought their deal and um, started attending yoga twice a week before going to work. And I found that was probably helped contribute to the weight loss and uh, to my energy levels. Mm. So I actually had a chat with my boss, got my hours changed so that I wasn't doing all closes all afternoons. Um, I started doing um, some day shifts as well. And, um, yeah, it just kind of progressed. It snowballed from there. Um, I did end up plateauing for a fair while, but having lost 20 kilos over six or seven months, I was like, oh, this is it. This is where I'm going to be. You know, I'm down to 85 kilos from 106 Mm. to 85 kilos that – and I'm – you know, heading towards 50, this is, you know, as good as it's going to get. I've, you know, I'm, I've lost all this weight. I still look good. I'm, I was still podgy. And it was about that time that I met Anthony, mm-hmm. uh, my, my now current partner. And um, he told me that, you know, he'd been 160 kilos Gosh. and he was down to 90. Wow. And he eating, Eating pretty much the same way. For him, it was meat and vegetables. Yeah. He moved just eating meat and vegetables. And um, he was, that was basically it. He moved to eating meat, vegetables. He cut out all bread, rice, pasta. He cut all those out. And he started walking as well, although he was doing his walking at the two o'clock in the morning so that nobody would see him. He'd take his dog for a walk at two o'clock in the morning and just walk around the, the local park. Why and uh, yeah, over the course. Oh, sorry, why did Anthony not want? Sorry, any, why did Anthony not want anyone to see him? Because he was 160 kilos. Because he was so large, and um, 
yeah, he had had, um, you know, suffered from depression and that sort of thing. And he found that um, cutting a lot of the sugar out, going to meat and veg, primarily meat and vegetables, um, it helped elevate his mood and, and uh, make him feel a lot better. But it did. As well. So. And does he still go for 2 a.m. walks or is he quite happy to be seen out in public now, Helen? Um, no, we go our, our walk. Our walking now. We we generally get up around four o'clock in the morning, and around about five o'clock, um, we go for a walk together on my days off. Um, most mornings he walks around between five and six o'clock. Mm, nice He'll either walk or jog. Yeah, it's very fresh at that time of the day. There's not a lot of traffic, and and it's just very clean. If everything feels very clean, and so um, we normally do about a five kilometre walk together on my days off uh, on days where I work work I've got a, a mountain bike I tend to bike to work and everybody at work is like oh why don't you drive you know why aren't you driving to work and it's well I like to ride mm. I actually like I ride I like the way it makes me feel mm. um, well it ticks a lot so I, I actually a lot of boxes doesn't it because you know you've got you're moving frequently at a slow pace doing your five kilometer walk yeah. and you're biking and you're also getting out in nature and, and just being out, you know, on a morning, like you say, you're on those walks and everything seems so fresh and everything's yeah. so full of potential. It's just such a good feeling, isn't it? It's like we oh, and you see that you can see the sun. Yeah, you see the sun come up and you just get all these, you know, beautiful sunrises. The other morning, although it was spitting, we had a uh, beautiful uh, rainbow. Oh, yeah. It was spitting and sun shining almost when we walked late. Well, I walked late that morning and, um, yeah. During the sunrise, beautiful. Yeah, it was spitting, but yeah, you put a coat on and you just oh, walk a anyway. A bit of rain, you're not going to melt, are you? You might as well get out. Of yeah, that's the thing. We're not we're not made of sugar. We're not going to melt when we get wet. Not made of sugar. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> so Helen, you said, you said that you got to you know the weight poured off you, and then you got to about eighty five kilos, and you hit a bit of a plateau. I'd love you. To tell us what happened to get you from the 85 kilos to what are you now 60 i can see this picture of you on skype um, like 60 about that's 60 about 65 kilos 65 um currently and and around about 25 26 percent body fat mm-hmm. um so that's down from 51 percent body fat yeah that i had when uh, i first obese. saw the picture yeah and I know yeah i had plateaued go on you go <laughs> I plateaued mainly because I started adding carbs back into my diet. Mm. Um, I started adding a little bit of – I started adding potato back into yeah. my diet after cutting it out completely as that was on the no-no list. Um, I started adding a little bit of that back. I started adding a little bit of the gluten-free bread. I was still having a glass or three or four of wine at night. Mm-hmm. Although I had cut back, I wasn't drinking anywhere near as much as what I was before, but I was still having the empty uh, empty calories that was in wine um, and the carbs. So I sort of plateaued out because I, I added those things in. I wasn't um, – being as careful and I wasn't eating probably full whole food I was eating still a lot of preservatives and that sort of that sort of thing yeah um what sparked it was um nine weeks after move after uh, meeting Anthony I ended up moving in with him mm-hmm. and between the two of us spurring we're both Capricorns and we're both very stubborn <laughs> um we spurred each other on as to see you know let's get started and because we were both knew that we sort of still needed to lose weight we still 
were although we were on the road to health, we still had a long way to go. Yeah. So that's what we basically spurred each other on and um, moving into a new place. We started with new food, all that sort of stuff. So we just we got rid of a lot of uh, preservative stuff. We got rid of a lot of that. Um, he had a great freezer, so we were able to buy food in bulk. Mm-hmm. Um, so able to buy meats and that sort of stuff in bulk. So we bought that. I was able to um, do more cooking. Um, really experimented because I moved from a very tiny place, a very small kitchen, very limited with what I could do, into his place that had a slightly larger kitchen. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I was able to just – and it, it's always good when you're able to cook for somebody else as well, especially when you're cooking for a Labrador that will just eat anything that you put in front of them. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it really makes you feel good when somebody is appreciating the cooking that you're making. So we just um, – Went on, and I also, because he lived right next door to a park, at that time I felt I had enough energy to actually start walking. Mm-hmm. And I started walking on a regular basis. That was the start of, and I set myself a goal of being able to um, jog. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to run, so I set myself a goal of being able to jog um, two and a half kilometres mm. because I was walking walking two and a half kilometers and that was taking me about 40 45 minutes Mm -hmm. and um, I wanted to do it a lot quicker because 45 minutes is a long time to be exercising and in my head that was like oh 45 minutes of exercise oh my god that's going to take me forever if I start running I can get it it? yeah yeah if I start running it, I can get it down to 30 minutes <laughs> and only do 30 minutes of exercise a day, you know, and that'll be help me get fitter and healthier. So I started walking, jogging, walking, jogging, walking, jogging until eventually I was doing not just two and a half, but then I started doing three and then four and I ended up doing um, five kilometres in around about 35 minutes. Wow. Well done. In the morning. Uh, last winter, which I absolutely adored going out in the early hours of the morning. It was freezing, but it was great. Invigorating. It was freezing, but it was great. Yeah. <laughs> it it was freezing, nice but it was shower. great. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. You can always have a nice hot show. It's good. I think we're meant to be out in the elements. We're not – I don't think we're meant to be at 23 degrees day and night all year round, you know. I think yeah. we're meant to export, experience seasons. Yeah, exactly. And it, it is invigorating. And I think it's also really good for our immune system as well. Yeah. <laughs> So and it made it made me it made me feel really good that I was able to buy um, decent clothes. I it was they were just from Kmart, but they were like running pants and a running shirt, and and I just felt really good wearing them. It was giving me the confidence to to wear new clothes. Yeah, and yours when you feel the part, yours feel a bit more. You're more up for it. It's like putting on a uniform, isn't it? Right, right now I'm going running. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly how you. I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put my running clothes on, so I'm in my running frame of mind, and I'd put uh, some music on my phone, headphones on, and just lose myself for half an hour, and find that at the end of it, I just felt really good. I felt really invigorated. Awesome, and it, it was it was really surprising. So, how did your um your business Primal Flavors come about? Well, we've always been the pair of us are both meat lovers. I would I would classify both of us as carnivores, just through and through meat, particularly meat fat, that sort of thing. Um, and I've always loved beef jerky, um, and so does Anthony. So we ended up buying a dehydrator, 
and uh, making jerky for ourselves. And then we started giving it to friends and friends were like, oh, this is so good, I'd actually buy it. So we kind of looked at each other and went, well, if they're going to buy it, you know, we could make some extra money on the side. You know, it's always good to to have extra pocket money. For sure. And um, that and um, the sweet treats that I do, which are very much uh, paleo. They're although they're sugar free, they're still not particularly low carb, but they are very tasty, and I I consider them far more healthy than than sugar laden treats. Mm. Um, again making them for friends and family and taking them, you know, when you, you're going to people's barbecues and things, I would take a plate of my date and cacao balls or my um, apricot and caramel balls and uh, take them instead. And people were always like, oh, wow, this is great. You know, they're just so tasty. Mm. And, you know, and I, I would say, well, they're sugar-free and that sort of thing. And people were like, well, you know, I would – think about buying something like this yeah. because friends had seen how much weight that the pair of us have lost over the year, over the, the two years and were like, you know, what can we do? And I would try and explain to them that that's pretty much what we were eating was meat and vegetables and this sort of thing. And um, so we kind of thought, yeah, we'll, we'll put them together and, and um, just sell them around to friends. And I've got um, several um, regular customers now where I, I go out once a fortnight and do like a, a sales run mm-hmm. and it, it just brings us we're looking at maybe expanding that but we're both it's a hobby sort of thing yeah. and um since i since i've um done the primal coaching course i'm also now looking to maybe move over into doing coaching mm-hmm. and um, having the food as a as a as an extra aside yeah perfect sounds like something i would do myself <laughs> which it is yeah we've, exactly. we've got it we're both called helen and we're both <laughs> primal health coaches with a, a primal um, food business as well so go us and our, yeah go us yeah. in that entrepreneurialism <laughs> um, yeah well, it, it's been completely new for me doing the whole business side of things and having to look at you know we've had to look at logo making and and um um, packaging and all those sorts of things. So we've we've been really cautious and, and really slow going. Um, so it, it hasn't. Um, you know, we're not the next big thing, I think. Although mm-hmm. as much as we would like that to be, um, there's been a learning curve with sales and all that sort of thing. Because I've I've been in retail before, but never in direct sales. Yeah. yeah. And um, so yeah, just um, I've got work colleagues that that buy it from us and. Um, yeah, you know, I've, I've got others that I've—I wouldn't say coerced, but um, yeah, they've just had taste of what we've liked and gone. Oh well, yeah, you know, if you come back every couple of weeks, we'll uh, we'll keep buying off you. So perfect, and hopefully I slowly expand. Yeah, and I think you know, like you know, you're coming from a place of like a real passion for the products that you make, and 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 you know, I guess that a lot of people don't have the inclination to make those products and I think when when products like that are available for when you do want something sweet then it's easier to stay on track yeah. isn't it as opposed to derail all of your good efforts with a pack of yeah or yeah if, if you've got something that tastes as good as the sugar laden treats and flour laden treats you can train people over to your way and, and of course every time I see them I'm able to talk to them and, and um, you know talk to them about their health and yeah. And um, hopefully, you know, give them some good advice and, and um, 
hopefully help people out. That's that's the main thing. If I can help one other person lose weight the way that I have, I'd be absolutely ecstatic because yeah. it's all about helping other people. Mm. And like you say, it's not just the weight loss, is it? It's all of that, that ill feeling gone, the bloated, the no more sore, yeah. sore joints. The energy. The energy, yeah. And, the, and it sounds like when you were describing um, – how you were working your afternoon shifts and stuff it sounds like there was maybe a bit of adrenal fatigue in there as well which is obviously seemed to have worked itself yeah and and I think I think a lot of people don't realize how that adrenal fatigue and that sort of thing really can affect your health overall it's your body isn't just one part you know doctors tend to treat one part of you or they treat the symptoms they're not treating the whole body yeah or the root they're not looking for the causes yeah they're not looking for the root cause of the symptoms they're merely treating the symptoms oh look you've got high cholesterol here take a statin yeah. oh look you've got diabetes here take this insulin and eat lots of carbs mm-hmm. um which doesn't make sense I know, I just, <laughs> here you've got insulin which is caused by sugar so go and eat, eat more, more sugar. sugar i know it's the most it just seems that yeah. is the most insane thing to me we should be saying to you know people with diabetes you know transition from being a sugar burner <laughs> to being a fat burner see how fat burner. if you eat less yeah if you eat less sugar then your insulin's going to drop hence you're you know you're going to feel a lot healthier but instead the conventional wisdom is you know have six carbohydrate laden meals and inject yourself with an with insulin in between yeah and yeah or if you've got high cholesterol that they don't look at at the type of cholesterol whether you've got good cholesterol or bad cholesterol or the you know the different sorts they don't look at your hormones no you know your thyroid running things your cortisol your adrenal your you know all those sorts of things Every every doctor seems to be treating individual symptoms. That's right. Yeah, we'll send you to a neurologist. Yeah. Yeah, and there's there's no like real connection between, you know, insulin resistance, which is when your body stops hearing the message from from insulin. There's no real connection to that to hormonal issues like PCOS, um, or any other yeah. things that are all related to you know a lot of our um, health crisis today is purely down to chronic inflammation and insulin resistance which is which is caused the chronic inflammation which is caused by the sugar caused by that insulin yeah you know you've constantly got this glucose in your blood that's just constantly causing this inflammation and it just builds and builds and builds and we're literally killing ourselves Mm. with sugar Mm. you know the the um we're just getting fatter and fatter and fatter and they're calling it this obesity crisis and diabetes crisis and they're not looking at at what's actually the root cause of it is all the additives in food the preservatives the incidents you know there's more and more processed foods there's more and more fast foods there's more and more just everything packed with sugar and nothing um, nothing natural we've sort of stripped the natural out of out of our food which 30 40 50 years ago you'd come home and have meat three veg yeah. <laughs> nowadays you come home and have pizza mm. or you have mcdonald's or you have fish and chips you're deep fried in vegetable oils which they never had no. 30 odd years ago you never had these vegetable oils well, it used to be cooked in beef dripping which which was it's just fantastic I everything fish was fish and chip shops yeah. still did that because then we could go and eat you know oh. fish and chips again or at least yeah 
But that's the thing. Everything's now done in in these toxic um, vegetable oils and seed oils, and they just, um, you know, because they're so cheap to produce and, and easy, but people don't seem to realize that they're, they're just so toxic and they shouldn't be heated to these temperatures. Yeah. Sure. No, that's the first thing and, I would uh, always recommend yeah, yeah. to change would be the seed oils. That's the most, you know, inflammation in a bottle, the seed oils. They're the thing that need to go first, even before grains and sugar. If you can just switch over your oils to start cooking with, you know, coconut oil or butter or ghee or, you know, and to use olive oil in your salads. And that but most people, as soon as, as soon as you tell them, oh, use butter, so, oh, no, I can't do that because it's fat. And I'll get fat. It's full of fat. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I won't get fat using an oil. I know. It's nonsense. So it's, yeah, you just, it's the way you, um, you're indoctrinated from such a young age. You must have breakfast. You must have cereal. You must have bread. You know, you've got to have your sandwich. You've got to get your fiber from bread. Mm. Don't worry about getting your fiber from vegetables. Get your fiber from bread mm-hmm. and all these the. Uh, the adverts that tell you the high fiber breads and this whole grain is well, that's the, is healthy. The high fiber thing is such a good seller because we're all constipated from eating this horrendous diet, you know, of loads of dairy, loads of grains, loads of sugar. Like nobody's actually having decent bowel movements, so that's why we're all buying into these. And it's all and it's all low fat. It's low yeah. fat everything. So you've got no fat in your system to move things along, so to speak, to mm. keep things greasy. Mm. You know, you need that to, to keep your system moving. Yeah. And um, yeah, and, and most people you don't a lot of people don't think that the gut is you know it's almost like your second brain it, it's a huge part of your body mm. and if that's healthy then a lot of everything else but most people don't have a healthy gut they're you know leaky gut and, and all that sort of stuff mm. and um it's just not connected there seems to be a disconnect nowadays between food and health um and we've been brought up to have this disconnect where you're sort of told you've got to have this convenience food all the time and you need to eat lots of it to you know keep your blood sugar up because yeah. otherwise you'll feel terrible yeah not realizing it's the lack of sugar <laughs> yeah but it's just what you brought up i mean adverts today bombard you mm-hmm. from all your fast food adverts and even now the fast food outlets all saying well we've got healthy salads and we've got healthy f-, you know we're actually going healthy yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still Help. Well, you know, yeah. thank, thank, goodness, thank goodness for people like you in the world who are, you know, getting out there and making a difference and um, helping to spread the word and to spread the truth about food and help people to get that and knowledge I, I think, to get their health back. It's very important the work you're doing. And I, over the last, probably over the last five or six or seven years, it has become more of it like this paleo, the primal, the nutritional ketosis. Um, are slowly starting to to gain ground, and the scientific studies done with them are showing. You know, they're starting to do studies now with diabetics where they're lowering the carbs and finding that they're you know they're lowering the amount of insulin and their insulin resistance is slowly disappearing. Those studies are starting now to get more publicity and and get bigger and and that sort of thing. So hopefully we can start overturning the traditional. You know, the, from the 70s and 80s where the low fat and, and that sort of thing, you know, hopefully the pendulum can start swinging in the opposite direction. Well, I think so. Helen, just to finish, one question I'd like to ask you is 
Do you find it easy to stick to your primal lifestyle? Yes, we have absolutely no problems now. We've sussed out the uh, the local places, the best places for um, fruit, veg, bulk meats, good quality grass meats. We've had to do a lot of study with that to get the grass-fed meats, to get free-range eggs so that we're getting the good omega-3 oils as opposed to the omega-6s, um, which unfortunately, you know, everything grain-fed passes all that grain omega-6s on, so you, you end up with inflammation from your food. Um, and we found now that it's just natural. It's the way to go. It's, you know, a nice, healthy cooked meal for breakfast, um, salads and cold meats for lunch, and, um, you know, your meat and veg for dinner. And do you see um, Most you, often now, do you, I was just we tend say, to eat two meals a day. <laughs> yeah. I was just say, we tend to eat two meals a day. Two meals a day. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And I was just wondering, do you still um, do you still enjoy your wine? Is there still a place for wine in your no, primal lifestyle? Um, unfortunately, no. I gave up wine when I moved in with Anthony, and it was probably one of the best things I ever did. I gave up those empty calories, um, and I don't. To tell you the truth, I don't really miss it. I think because I'm, my body's getting healthy, um, my adrenal system is not so fatigued, so I'm not looking for that uh, short-term high that I was getting or, you know, the serotonin burst that you get from the alcohol um, that makes you feel good. So you end up a lot of with the alcohol, it's a short-term feel good. Um, and now because I'm getting that from good healthy foods um, and getting the omega-3s and all those essential nutrients and my body's able to absorb those nutrients better since my gut is healthier, mm. um, no, I find I don't miss it. And I think it's probably one of the best things I ever did was to actually cut that out. But that said, it was probably one of the things that kept me sane initially when I first cut out sugar. Yeah. Because I was still I was I weaned myself off the sugar mm. rather than go cold turkey. Yeah, and it's it's a case, so, um, isn't it, of doing what works for you and finding out, you know, becoming an expert in you as you've done, Helen, and working out, you know, the best your, your shared and what works for you. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah that, there's not, there's not going to be one diet that does everybody. Everybody's going to be doing what they need to do, but what people have to learn is to listen to their instincts and listen to their body. Yeah. yeah. What people are told at the moment, you must have your, oh, excuse me, you must have your three meals a day and your two snacks. Mm -hmm. You've got to learn to listen to your body and actually eat when you're hungry and not eat just because the clock tells you to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Sage advice. Sage advice, Helen, that's wonderful. Where can our listeners find you if they wanted to connect with you or to get some of your delicious um, goodies that you produce? Where could we find you? Um, our, our website is uh, primalflavors.com.au, and that's flavors with um, an O-U-R. S, so primalflavors.com.au. Spelt correctly. And uh, we've got, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yep, and there's lots of uh, recipes. I've put quite a few blogs up on there. Right. Admittedly, work has been a bit hectic lately, so we haven't actually put anything up for about three weeks um, because Anthony's my editor. Uh, mm -hmm. He's an absolutely wonderful editor. Um, but there's lots of um, stories on, there's a few stories, there's our stories on there, and there's, um, 
recipes and um, our shop there as well. So there's a few things that we've been working on and um, we hope to move that over to um, coaching as well, putting up the coaching mm-hmm. and uh, moving towards um, the primal approach. Perfect. Which well, we Helen, hope to become. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much for sharing your story today and, um, you know, inspiring our listeners with, uh, with the success that you've had. And I wish um, yourself and Anthony all of the, su- the success uh, with the Primal Approach coaching business that's going to be starting up soon. Um, and thank you for being on the show today. That's cool. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.